Ladies and gentlemen, two guys, one blunt. Hello. Back at it. Uh, now available on iTunes and yeah. Spotify very shortly, if not already. Um, shout out to everybody that's been listening thus far. Yeah. And, uh, and those fuck all you who said we couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Look at us on fucking <laughs> iTunes right now in yeah. your fucking face. <laughs> It's for every every teacher that told me I'd never amount to shit. Yeah, I got um, a weed podcast on uh, iTunes, not Spotify. I don't know why so, so many rappers have that. That, uh, that I think Biggie really popularized that. This is to all the teachers that told me I'd never amount to nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, how many teachers really told you guys this? Like, so, doesn't sound like a good teacher. Yeah, you guys have horrible teachers. All right, are you done munching? Because we should start. Let's go. <laughs> no, we're recording. Okay, this yeah, you choose the I recording like the, moment to munch. It's like I the like worst <laughs> possible moment to start eating. <laughs> It's I the, love it. It's the Chav attitude. Boy, yeah. it sounds right. so much more convincing if I got fucking shit in my mouth. Yeah, people love listening to that. Sorry <laughs> to everybody having to listen to uh, the nut crunch uh, mm. currently happening on the other side of the microphone. Um, we have a few things to talk about today that are kind of shocking and important, and then also some things that are just more lighthearted and enjoyable in our more usual vein of fun and frivolity so so we got to start on kind of a somber note um with the black market vape issue that's been uh publicized in recent days and weeks Mm -hmm. i think the Mm -hmm. numbers just keep going up of people who are being uh admitted to hospital with pulmonary problems um and there's an article that we pulled up here that is even naming vape companies uh and then saying that they act like cannabis companies they don't actually exist because they're in the black market they can create a brand uh but they're not actually there uh this is coming from the founder of the doja app which is claims to be like yelp for the cannabis industry so something like another weed maps essentially is doja app uh, let us know if anybody out there uses Doja app and can comment on SoundCloud what it is and what we should use it for. Doja And then app. they've got Bell Costa Labs chiming in saying that uh, a lot of the black market products they see contain unsafe levels of microbutanil. That's a fungicide. So the thing with a lot of the fungus that you can inhale is they're extremely uh, resistant to being combusted or so even even weed that's contaminated with a fungicide can be problematic even if you smoke it because you can still inhale the uh, toxic fungus. But when microbutanil is heated, it releases toxic fumes, one of which is hydrogen cyanide. So obviously you can understand that this is not at all something that you should have in your lungs. What are the genetics on that strain? (laughs) Uh, Major component of Zyklon B, the gas used by uh, Nazis in gas chambers. So all that kind of wonderful shit. But this is what happens when you have unregulated products. uh, And the black market companies that don't take accountability. um, You're seeing pesticides, fungicides. This long. This long for there to be a report like this, right? Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I mean, vapes have been shit forever. Well. and even before before legalization, I mean, who knows what was in exactly. carts that were but coming out. But nobody was going to the hospital. That's the difference. No. I think now that because of the legal market in Colorado and California, vapes are now normal and everybody's looking for them for weed. Hmm. And so maybe now there's just a bigger market, which leads to like a lot more shady people filling that 
filling that spot. By the way, I'm standing up right now because my cat has... <laughs> you can clearly hear that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. In case, for those of you wondering what sounded slightly off, it was mm-hmm. that we're standing up. Standing. standing instead of sitting. Uh, there's a cat in my chair. He's totally just not having any of this. Our uh, <laughs> assistant PR agent uh, yeah. always getting us the best gigs. At the uh, most secluded coffee houses on the wrong side of town. Yeah, he's rubbing it in our face right now, though. Yeah. For sure. But uh, what do you make of that, man? Like, uh, vapes? Is this something well, we're going to see more of? Let me first say how fucking weird this is. Uh, are you f- are you a fan of Tim and Eric? Uh, Tim Heidecker, yes. specifically? I know. Yeah, I know. He's the he's the bigger dude, right? With the glasses. Oh, that's Eric. Oh, that's Eric. Tim okay. is Sorry, the blonde guy, the shorter guy who's gone off into this amazing like art piece world of adult swim youtube wonderful videos dude uh he did this f- i think four hour video called the uh it's like the court case of tim heidecker it's like tim heidecker versus people or of the state of california you know something like that and it's a four hour uh court proceeding where he is being sued by Wait, the uh, plot is that it's a court proceeding or yeah, it's an actual court it proceeding? It is an actual court proceeding. Not actual, but it is like, it looks like your average cable court proceeding. Like awkward right. folks and everything. Typical Tim and Eric style. Yeah. So, it's he is being sued by the family of these kids who died right. at a music festival after buying him and this guy Dr. Sanchez's vapes. Oh shit! Fe- festival. No so, like, way. He did this whole. It's like thing a weird foreshadowing. A <laughs> yeah, and it's just like some shady dude named Doctor Sanchez, who's not a doctor, yeah. is making all these vapes for these kids, and a shit ton of them have died, and he's nowhere to be found. So Tim Heidecker, the dude who like organized the whole festival, he's is the like, one taking the blame. Yeah. Well, man, listen. This is no. It's no small matter. It's something that's. A really big deal. And for all of those people who look to get vapes on the cheap, this is one of those things that you should be your baseline. Like, it should at least be safe. should mm-hmm. be consumable, you know. And there are plenty of vapes that you can get on the legal market now that, I mean, if you're, you should be suspicious at a certain point when the price drops below $25 for a vape, you should be suspicious of what's in there straight away. Even if it's, you know, a basic half gram cartridge with minimal packaging and branding, you should be suspicious because you can't really produce anything that's worthwhile of consumption for for that mm-hmm. amount. Um, and so that usually something that low usually means that it is no longer legal and people are just trying to cut their losses on something that they shouldn't even be selling, period. Yeah. Yeah. Like le- the lead in a bunch of the seashell carts right, right now. Or really crappy quality distillate. Mm-hmm. that hasn't been looked after once it was made and yeah. just was shitty to begin with and then got worse because it wasn't stored properly. Uh, so please, 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 we advocate that you guys, if you're going to get your vapes from anywhere, get them from somewhere where you know that they've been tested um, and mm-hmm. you can usually see that in the packaging. There's usually like a holographic seal or some kind of tamper-proof sticker on there to let you know that it's brand new and if it has the california compliance logo then you know that it's been through the testing procedures and it won't make it onto the shelf if it's not safe like that's that should be the very least that we're 
expecting and demanding as cannabis consumers is safe products. Yeah, and get to know your brands. Another reason yes. to find a brand that you can trust because now it's become more than apparent that it's not just you trust your brand to deliver a quality product. You're trusting this brand to not put you in the hospital. Right. So find find a brand you trust because uh, apparently uh, trust is just not not a given not at all not not with something like vapes where but there's let's, let's so, make many, this so many clear. places These are to black hide. market vapes yeah like this is not happening on the compliant market not at all and i'm assuming this really isn't even happening in states where it's legal no I'm gonna, and i'm gonna go out and say that and this you could even probably states. be even more specific and say it's probably not happening in the majority of california's black market vapes yeah because yeah. this is the first time that we're hearing of it you know and the first time that there's really a news story where people are being admitted in enough numbers and enough uh repeated occasions to make a big deal about it and do you think i'm gonna continue on this and go i mean there probably aren't that many black market jewel pods you know what i mean no there so i think that i know that jewel is taking a bunch of there are some though there are some black market pods that are made to fit a jewel I've had that yeah. weed pods. I mean, right. I mean just nicotine. Oh, you mean nicotine? Black okay. market nicotine jewel pods. Like I'm right. thinking. Um, I don't know if those exist. Maybe I'm just thirty. How many people can easily extract nicotine at home though and make their own? Dude, you can buy. Yeah, you can buy pure nicotine online. Yeah. Pretty much. But is it one of those things where it's like food grade and then you have to distill it to be inhalable and it's? Yeah, yeah. You dilute it. You just yeah. need to dilute it. That's right. literally it. There's okay. like this whole new game that I haven't even caught up on with nicotine salts. It's crazy, but it allows like a much smaller amount to be vaped and you get you know your just nicotine. as much nicotine mm-hmm. in your bloodstream. But I think uh, I think maybe because weed is so more so much more taboo for a 16 to 20 year old or younger to be smoking that they're saying, yeah, I've been vaping, but they're right. not saying I'm fucking smoking weed, mom. They're more like, uh, yeah, I hit a jewel a couple times because that's probably like, you know, a little it bit seems less, less, uh, you know, less bad somehow. Yeah. In their eyes. And you know how it is. It's easier to lie with a spoonful of the truth. It's like, I was vaping. Yeah. I'm not going to question any further. Like, right. What kind of vape? You know, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. assume. Not not all parents anyway. Some parents, I'm sure, know what's up. But, exactly. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the Midwestern parents are in these legal. No wiser. Illegal. Yeah, exactly. States where weed's not even legal. You think they're going to know what a weed vape is? Yeah, yeah. They've probably seen jewels everywhere. Be careful, kids. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. Just, you know, just ask questions and make sure you're consuming something that's as safe as it can be. Now that, that now that we're lucky enough to be in a... I mean, especially if you're lucky enough to be in a legal state. If you're lucky enough to be in a legal state where you can get this information, please do. Yeah, if you can't move here, you're probably not old enough to <laughs> move anywhere. So you got to wait anyways. So. Right. Um, and the the point about the black market, it's interesting. Uh, the there was a report recently from BDS Analytics and ArcView, two of the main analytics and data uh, companies in cannabis, saying that as big as the black market and established as the black market is in California, they think that the legal market will overtake it in within five years. Oh, I'm I'm shocked that it's this resilient. I mean, I'm not shocked that it's this resilient. I guess, but well. I think I, I thought the black market, you know, I think the problem is is exactly what we predicted a few episodes back is that there's a wash of mid-level cannabis. There is just so much. There's a glut 
of very three-star cannabis around. Mm -hmm. And so the black market was always likely to be able to cater to the connoisseurs better in many ways because those of us who like certain flavors go out and seek our exotics mm -hmm. and we're willing to pay a little bit more for the ticket. But they were going from a place of being like, fuck this, I'm not going to do all this black market shipping pounds to places anymore. It's not worth it because mm -hmm. they weren't getting the per pound number that they wanted. And now those numbers have gone back up above 3,000. People are starting to move exotic pounds of, of indoor again and even light depths. So I'm not sure. I think the black market in California is like a really unique thing. Mm -hmm. But they said they reckon almost 13 billion this year uh, and 9 billion of that going to the illicit market. So they're hoping that that's going to turn around within five years. I can see that in five years once we get the... Hopefully, but then I'm also thinking that in five years this framework is a lot more workable for the companies within it, for the people looking to enter it from the outside, from those that don't have the crazy amounts of capital needed to start a license and a physical location. Hopefully, th all of those things will ease the pressures on the industry currently, and when there's more players, you'll then have more money flowing in and out, mm -hmm. preferably in. Company offering, uh, offering any type of weed advice or uh, opening up your phone lines to people like yeah you've got an idea about weed come talk to us people from ohio like yeah what if you put uh weed in a a cigarette lighter in the car <laughs> think about it and then they hang up and oh just you just put like a nug <laughs> you know just like trying to work out do they mean a raw nug just like <laughs> turn the lighter on and it's then like they don't even make cigarette lighters in cars anymore <laughs> What is this guy? What is this guy talking about? Yeah. yeah. So illegal market is supposed to only make up forty-seven percent of spending by twenty twenty-four. I just have to say, dude, I'm not a fan. I, I I'm scared. I'm scared. That's really what it is. I'm scared. Well, this is the issue for me. Uh, I my where I stand on it personally is everything that. So going back to the vapes that we mentioned previously, anything that I need to know the safety and purity of, where you can't easily detect it uh by smell or taste the same way that you can with flour like you can tell i feel like you can tell impure flour very easily from mm -hmm. consuming it or starting to consume it but with vapes with topicals with edibles i want to know that they've been tested that they are the potency they claim that they are the consistency they claim and obviously that they're safe to use yeah so for me all other products besides flour i'm still buying in dispensaries Mm -hmm. because that way I know that they're safe because a lot of those products I'm giving to family members and things like that. So yeah, there's, yeah. there's an there's a added weight of responsibility there. But flour, simply because the quality is better and the price is lower, I'm still buying predominantly black market shock horror. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a matter of trust. Though thankfully I have one. found a couple of places that aren't charging extortionate prices for very, nice. very, very good flour. Shoot. Speaking of which, we should spark up today's uh, first smoke of the podcast, and it's going to be some lucky number seven oh, from shit. our good friends, Cream of the Crop. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to the Cream of the Crop gang. This one is one that I've enjoyed because of the cat piss kind of turp profile to it. That's a good, really nice. And this is one that's uh, is it's in the garden still we going. Got to pull on that too. Yeah, dude, this one is uh, there's a clone cloning. 
Um, actually, several clones cloning. One's rooted. Yep. Yeah. This, uh, so earthy. Kind of sour citrusy mm -hmm. thing going on there, too. A lot of humulene. Mmm. A lot of mercine, a lot of humulene. Touch of limonene. Yep. We can expect to be nicely sedated. Yeah, definitely got that nice, um, almost like basil. Very nice herbal, herbal. Yeah, very much like basil. Which is really on the edge of that cat piss too. Like cat piss is the top of that basil note. Yeah. Into it. Mine's flowering. It's definitely the densest buds, probably the sparsest buds. <coughs> like like any Excuse good OG me. or cookie, the, um, the buds are gonna be very tiny compared to the sativas and the fucking CBD that I'm growing, which I found out is crossed with a ruderalis. Oh, wow. Based off of the, the genetics. Yeah, so it, that shit flat, like one week into light switch, it was just like, like ready to go. This shit is like, the buds are already like four inches tall. They're stringy, you know, it's a tap water grow, which yeah. I'm excited about. The control experiment to see what the baseline is. And then we'll see what happens next. Yeah, but the main the main thing this time was to get a good bunch of healthy. Yeah, clones. they're all alive. Nice. They're, they're all alive. They're all healthy. Success. Make sure to comment and let us uh, and big up the the two G one B garden and let us know how your own gardens are going. Yeah. Um. One last thing on the subject of black markets. You sent me a a pretty funny meme, but like a pretty poignant one at the same time uh, the other day, which uh, pointed out that when you buy weed in the black market what was it you're helping uh, a parent pay for his daughter's ballet lessons mm -hmm. as opposed to buying weed from a big branded legal company where you're helping a ceo buy a third yacht mm -hmm. um, now obviously it was humorous but what was the hashtag hashtag black markets matter yeah and so now that we've discussed this i finally so hear this out when you buy shit from a black market, you're helping some dude buy his third Cadillac. I know CEOs that are paying for their kids to take dance lessons too, that are barely breaking even in this new industry. You yep. know what I mean? And black market fuckers that are totally just raping people alive. Like yes. So the opposite, the opposite meme could be made is what mm -hmm, you're saying. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'd say the thing that uh, probably makes that meme feel like it hits home is the fact that a lot of the corporate cannabis is represented by brands like MedMen, which are clearly a multinational and like they have ambitions of being multinational mm -hmm. uh, corporation and are already a huge corporation domestically in America. Yeah. So when I think when you talk about like a mom and pop legal store, obviously that's an example of yes, that that parent is also paying for their kids to go to college mm -hmm. or you know uh, pay off the mortgage or whatever the case may yeah. be. Yeah. And yeah, like but you said. generally it's the white fucking dudes making way too much goddamn money because they have enough money to play with to pay the insane fees to get started. Yep. Sad but true. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at. But I think that's where uh, a lot of those black market brands and again i'm thinking mainly of flour because obviously that was the main uh form that people were buying prior to um the medical movement and the legal market really mm -hmm. blossoming into what it is but a lot of those brands built up the trust and the 
the right to the right for people to to know that they were going to get a good product you know every time if you if you have trust with a product you can kind of pick it up off the shelf without looking yeah you can just just get it and you know that you're getting quality and a lot of those brands that's all they had they had their name they had their reputation that was all that they had to stake in the game where there was probably 20 other brands or you know this is before brands were officially brands branded dealers let's say uh waiting to take their spot if they fucked up and they didn't provide the quality that they had made their customers used to yeah typically so now you have people who are not transitioning into the legal market because they're still loyal to their black market dealers and as i mentioned before a lot of us are getting better quality and better deals from our black market dealers so hashtag black markets matter black markets matter but they also kill fuck like it's a it's a good yeah. transition i agree but it's just it's well, I so mean, that's hard maybe it also shows that that hashtag applies to more than just you know saying that buy from black markets it also means that hey black markets matter because it's worth knowing that it's a gray area yeah. going into them and i'm also a believer that like anybody who's <laughs> give, giving up in this industry you know clearly was never meant to make it in the first place because like to to go through prohibition and then give up when it's legal and it's just a little bit too expensive you know what i mean like you can't hustle in the black market for six months and make that like if your goal you mean the consumer or the i'm talking about the the brands the brands the brands and the breeders that we all know and i think for a lot of them it's probably licensing fees that they you know couldn't come up with Mm -hmm. um but it's doable it's doable and there's investors you know like i i think that if you're doing the right thing the right thing will happen there's there are a lot of brands that get picked up you know mm-hmm. like a brand that holy shit it's just like three dudes working on this shit and then because they're doing it with their heart because they're doing it with hard work and effort and aren't insane or corrupt but they're getting like picked up by as in bought out by a larger company or or invested in you know not necessarily bought out yeah see the the investment one doesn't worry me as much but i can see a lot of people starting really good wholesome well-intentioned companies and then being bought out by people with the capital yeah i just again that if they're in it for the right reasons they're not going to sell you know what I mean? They'll be like, we'll offer a stake in the company, but you're right. not going to take this. This is this is what I do. Yeah. But if you're just like waiting for some dude to throw a million bucks at you so you can fuck off and go play golf for the then rest you of your be life. Here in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Like, okay, please I, I see good. yourself out. Here's a million dollars. I'll go on <laughs> yeah. with Goodbye. a good, yeah. Good riddance. Yeah. Uh, we don't need you. Um, I don't need you anymore. And I actually had a request about that recently on LinkedIn. Somebody clearly was just looking for financial gain and wanted some guidance on it and i was like i could make money by helping this person but i would be facilitating one more person who just wants to come here to get a paycheck and that's so a tough call i didn't really i didn't follow up with it wow i just left it um that's a tough call because like i would love to sell my information but yeah you got to think about where it's going but what would you sell though I guess my taste, it would be, I'd just be like, yo, listen, if you want something so to work. So you would sell your way of curating uh, 
the, the cannabis exactly. experience. So, I mean, if some rich dude wants to throw money at me for me to just tell him he's doing it all wrong, that's on him. I will literally just tell him, if you want a product that succeeds, it's got to be honest. It's got to be clean. It's got to be quality. It's got to be reasonably priced. It's got to have, you know, it's got to have some charitable or sustainable uh, back end. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's, and if he's just like, well, we don't have the budget for that. And it's you know like, what's okay, crazy? well, thank you for your time. How oh, hard was it to write these things into those, those regulations to just state that these had to be there, it's characteristics pretty, of your company? I'm not mad about the, oh, I see what you're saying. You know, like when they wrote the original Prop 64. I think that's what they did with the licensing competition for the for the Hollywood, West Hollywood places. Oh, yeah. I think that was, it was just like, not only are you good, do you have your shit together, but are you doing things for the community? Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. that was... What's your outreach? Yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. But speaking of fucking weed... <laughs> weed and black markets, man. The place that we learned all of the original crazy strain names that we still love to throw around today mm-hmm. um, and how many of those will we, ever, will we ever find out like the true stories of now's know, the time Josh D claims to be the real OG Kush AJ claims to be the real Sour Diesel Sherbinsky I think pretty reliably claims yeah. to be the OG of Gelato and you know cookies I mean he can cookies. have it at this point yeah like, I mean that, <laughs> if somebody else comes and claims it at this point, you'd just be, it'd be worse than finding out Santa wasn't real <laughs> for me at this stage. Like, dude, I mean, there's no way it's as good as Sherbinsky's. That's, that's what I'm saying is like, if he didn't invent it, he mastered it. And that's yeah. all that's Steve Jobs. Well, status. I don't think, I, I don't think I saw it ever until I remember it being talked about by the cookies fam. And then I started to see all these other companies having a, their versions of gelato and you know there's some some good ones that we've enjoyed like the THC design, we like mm-hmm. that gelato. Oh, it's more lavender, you know. Mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't like your typical creamy gelato, but exactly, um, it was bomb. Yeah, it's lavender, pure lavender on that one. Yeah, I get it. that's one of my favies. And the dosi dos, dosi dos are really close too. Same note, same note of linalool. Yeah, I'm not sure where I stand on dosi. Obviously, it's around a lot right now, but mm-hmm. it's okay. I some 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 versions I smoke of it are pretty nice. Others are just sort of whatever. I don't think it has a taste profile that jumps out to me. I think that's the thing. Where something like this, this lucky number seven, or like a really nice classic OG that has mm-hmm. that piney minty. Exactly. Yeah. These thing. are the the OG and the lucky number seven. Much more herbal. Much. Yeah. More this is woodsy. a Girl Scout cherry pie cross. Mm-hmm. And cherry pie is something tight. OG Kush, a GDP. It's something crazy like that. Some goodness. Stupid. Whatever it is, Um, it's it's delicious. But this is so earthy. But the the do-si-dos and that whole line of cookies for Mm -hmm. me is a lot more floral. You know what I mean? It's like on the floral, like, aromatic end of, like, like spicy top they definitely that's their menu they definitely play off of that heavily you know yeah a lot of floral spice that being said though uh i just dove into research uh fade co is growing a new 
peanut butter breath that just like sold out immediately. Shameless plug. Dude, dude, let me tell you about this. Like 22% THC. Another strain that I've seen around a little bit, peanut butter breath. 22%, huh? Gone. In this is why a I week. think all those same growers move in the same circles and get the same cuts at the same time. Oh. You, you know, it's 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 like the cool thing, dude. Yeah, peanut butter breath is dosi dos crossed with a mendo breath double back cross known from the Michigan breeder uh, Thug Pug. Whoa, the his male mac or back crossed mendo breath is known as Studley Spewright. Oh my God! How do you find this shit out? Is there is there is there That's like a documentary? There should no, be, should be movies for these things. You know, telling me I told you about the caviar gold guy that said there's a movie being made about right? his life. That's his hostile takeover. Someone had to go for caviar gold, man. That sounds so weird, and that's a story that I, I don't think anybody's gonna want to hear by the time it comes out. No kidding, like honestly, they at now already. They have the cavi cones still going in some some legal stores. That's right, um, and I'm sure they're still trying to make that horrible moon rock. Uh, There's a way to do that right. Like when I first heard about that moon rocks. Rest in peace to moon rocks, because that was such a yeah. beautiful concept when we started smoking. Well, it was for like all of five minutes. I think that's the thing. It's just too much novelty for it to really be any significant part of your consumption. Well, it's too much weed to be a significant part of your consumption. True, <laughs> it's true. fucking and I, it came out right before dabs. That's really But I where think I could smoke a Canagar every day. And I don't know if I could smoke <laughs> Yeah. Damn. I think. I say I think. Not alone. I could puff on one yeah. for sure. I could that, Well, there you puffs. go. I'm not saying I'd I uh, I'd, you know, smoke the whole thing to the face by myself, but mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't know if I every would smoke day. Moon Rock every day. You know? I just haven't had one that didn't taste awful. You know what I mean? Also, they were always tasted true. like overly burnt or like super flavored because they use some like ter- yeah, fruit terpenes. Some uh-huh. Whack. But well, I think the reason Moon Rocks also never caught on as much as they should have was because dabs came out like two years later people were like well why don't we just vaporize this dank ass oil you know and then everybody's just like yeah fuck moon rocks i can just dab i can just take a fat dab and it's glorious when it's when it's right when it's some good solventless at the right temperature oh man that's the thing i'd be willing to try a moon rock that's like freshly done like freshly dusted keef with some freshly squeezed rosin Mm-hmm. on a freshly opened nug of some super silver haze. That it almost makes me wonder why it's not sold as like a pre-ground mix. Because I feel like you could get more surface area. It's, it's The novelty is like coating the nug while it's still a nug. You know what I mean? Like if they ground it up and then mixed it all together and sold it like, a, like how you sell a spice mix. Like I can buy garam masala instead of buying cumin and coriander and uh-huh. everything separately. You know. What if it? What if they did it and coated it and treated it in a way that made it look like Dippin' Dots? You know how Dippin' Dabs is already a thing. Yeah, I was gonna say Dippin' Dots. Uh, and then Rich CO2, those guys, they have like little pellets. They're like little like point two gram dabs, and you just like pick them up and drop them. A fifth of a gram. Something like that. Okay. Like they're just little like chips. They look mm-hmm. like chocolate chips. Yeah. Uh, but something like that. But they're it's like little weed balls. You know, it's like different sized weed balls coated in keef. 
Yeah, why not? That's a beautiful. That's that's probably a better way of doing it because things are going more towards dosing anyway. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it looks. If you could make them in the shape, you know how. How wide is that ash, by the way? This is ridiculous. Yeah. Very well done. Um, if you could, you, you know those high-end weed photos of mm-hmm. joints that have like the calyxes stacked on the end, where it's just like bracked, bracked, mm, apparently. Mm. Yeah, the seed bracked. Yeah, aka the calyx. They're yeah. all formerly, formerly known as For, the FKA calyx. Yeah. Uh, imagine if they were just, oh my god, <laughs> inject a calyx with oil. This is some like fucking royal jelly level caviar expensive. Royal jelly like the stuff that's from the the queen honeybee. <laughs> Something stupid, labor intensive. Like inject each calyx with honey oil and then like. A small dusting of keef to stick on the trichomes without inter- without interrupting them. I'm into it, uh, but only on the basis that it was like uh, sushi, where I want it from the same day. You know, I, I don't I don't want any fish that you cut yesterday. I agree. I don't want any moon rock that you made yesterday. I agree. It would need to be like made to order. I, I agree. I'm bleeding. Oh, you've damaged yourself. <laughs> you've punctured your your I vessel. I picked a scab, I guess, oh, well. that I didn't know was fresh. By the way, for the record, I just sat down. Yeah, you won't bleed out. That That's why it sounds different now, because you just sat down. Yeah, does it sound different now? Ooh. You know it does. <laughs> All right, well, does Caviar Gold, the movie, now? coming sometime soon who knows coming straight to dvd straight to, <laughs> straight to uh what's a what's a lesser straight to service YouTube. than netflix yeah. yeah straight to vimeo yeah straight to vimeo <laughs> exactly not even no YouTube. straight to fucking what is that meta cafe oh wow straight to okay meta player <laughs> it's an okay player file yeah, like dude. you just go to a link you get a link it's an okay player file and you have to download okay player oh my or real gosh. player that's what I'm thinking of. Real player. No, this is like some QuickTime shit. Quick it like time. opens up QuickTime. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Well. Well, hopefully we'll get more uh, movies that are about weed lore. It would be great to once and for all know the definitive history of OG Kush and Sour Diesel and Chemdog. Et cetera, et cetera, for a number of other strains. The only movie I can think of that was like vaguely weed related was the movie about the girl who like it's it's about the dudes actually but like the girl falls in love with both the guys and they're both like weed dealers or some shit and uh but she has sex with both of them is this the whole time wait what is this a hollywood movie yeah yeah the forget what the fuck it's called i did such a good job of describing it too there's i don't even i've never seen that i'm pretty sure i would have remembered that especially <laughs> if weed was prominent in the movie Oh man, I, I'm gonna look. I'll, uh, Jim, Jim, do you mind looking up? See if you can find that movie. Uh, see if you can find that movie where that one, the hot chick, bones the two bros. You know what I'm talking about? Because they are dealers or growers. What's the premise of their? What are their characters up to in the movie? Other than oh bone shit, and this girl? savages. Savages. 2012. Best friends, Chon and Ben are marijuana growers in Laguna Beach, California. Chon, a former Navy SEAL, smuggled the seeds for the plants out of Afghanistan. Ben, a Berkeley graduate, 
in business and botany cultivates the marijuana. The seeds yield a particularly potent strain which develops a wide customer base. Of course. Chan and Ben become wealthy, and Ben devotes time and money to charity work in Africa and Asia. They are both openly in a relationship with Ophelia Sage. (laughs) Best friends. Sharon, a girlfriend. That's true, true love in all directions. Best friends. True love and true lust. Yes. All at once. Savages. Savages. So is that technically a stoner movie? Is that technically a weed movie? Dude, apparently. It's a big part of the the, the dude, film. It's got fucking Benicio Del Toro, Salma Hayek, John Travolta, and Emile Hirsch. What? Yeah. Is Salma Hayek the chick? No, no, that's uh, Blake Lively. Oh, okay. Yeah, she looks great in it. I remember being... People people like her. She. I remember people like her. (laughs) So, Savages was an interesting weed movie. 2012, that's not even that long ago. Then there's that really... uh, I I was not into that Anna Faris one that was like Happiness or something like that. Uh, Jim, will you look up Anna Faris weed movie? Thank you, Jim. Uh, smiley face smiley face 2007 shout out jim on the p's and q's yeah (laughs) looking up you got this happiness uh i've seen that logo i never saw this movie though it's called smiley face and i'll just say it looks like it would be terrible it was and i i really like anna ferris um yeah she's funny but yeah this was not it was like watching one character of from disjointed for oh. the whole movie dude weed movies <laughs> how many one, how many weed movies are good and how many are not so good and what well i was just asking there if savages was a weed movie because if weed was a big enough part of the movie like what determines whether something's a weed movie and it's what are in your opinion the best weed movies yeah, like weed movies have to definitely appeal to the culture. Like, okay, it's there's an one, element. To the culture. Yeah, there's for some reason savages did not appeal to the culture at all. It was just like the glorified, fucking like yeah, I grow weed. Like there was a touch of the spirituality, and I think there was a fight over it. One dude cared, one dude didn't. Right. But like, it was definitely more of like the money and fucking like it. You know, it wasn't about weed so much as like just a element in the storyline yeah but to make it a weed movie it's got to be like like because there's a difference between a weed movie and a stoner movie right okay thank you because i I just got hung up on dazed and confused i was like that's not really a weed movie definitely a stoner movie shoot yeah okay so stoner movies we can do we can categorize category. okay so we can put them together to give us more choices we can say weed and stoner movies together okay, like okay, what would be okay. what would you put up there oh man super high me really it's literally about weed it I, is it's the premise is awesome <laughs> i just think doug benson is one of the least funny people that is in uh, comedy don't even get me started i think we mentioned this i maybe episode 1 about it's his like, podcast yeah dude doug benson i i feel bad i don't even know what happened to him anymore now that weed's legal nobody cares he's just touring black market states or states where it's illegal yeah that must suck as yeah. somebody who's gotten used to really good weed as well 
But I made him go and only do black market states where there's garbage. I want to make this expose because he does not smoke weed on his podcast. Like, it looks like he smokes. He doesn't inhale, dude. I'm telling you. Like, I think he's a. He smokes weed. You think he's a corporate shill? I don't think he's a. (laughs) I think he's a spy. (laughs) Yeah. I think he's a Russian spy. Doug Benson. Yeah. Think about it. Doug is short for Dugsky. Dostoyevsky. Dostoyevsky. <laughs> oh my god. How hilarious would that be? That's a great movie right there. And But he wouldn't be able to play himself because he sucks. Yeah, so. that would have to be James Franco <laughs> being pre- oh, pretending to go. be Doug See, Benson. That's a fucking great weed film. Yeah. Pineapple Express. Pineapple that Express might be the most recent one that was great. It was great. It was very much a stoner and a weed movie. Yes. And that's what they wanted it to be. They, mm-hmm. It was the new age Cheech and Chong, and it was just like it. Like, Tommy Chong really smokes. Cheech Marin, more of a serious actor, doesn't yeah. smoke so much. Same shit with more James Franco Broadway and Seth Rogen. And that sort of thing. Yeah. And, hey, man, Seth Rogen has got his house plant and making dope-ass yeah. ashtrays. Dude is I saw a review of Houseplant actually on YouTube. Yeah. The packaging looks a little excessive. That's what I mean, yeah. dude, that's just Canada. Yeah. From what I've seen, what I've seen, the Canadian whoo like it's We'll have to go at some point and do an episode while we're there. Yeah. I on Canadian cannabis. Next year. Next year. I'm renewing my passport soon. Gang. Vancouver twenty twenty. International gang. Vancouver. No, let's go to Japan. G- Olympics two guys one torch <laughs> yeah because there won't be no weed there <laughs> not in japan <laughs> might be able to get away with some kin slips Ooh. that's about uh, it suppositories oh my god <laughs> yes yes officer they are suppositories yeah dude you want one <laughs> <laughs> do you want to try it you want to test it out yo um, you want a suppository Pineapple Express, I definitely would put up there. Yeah. Uh, these don't have to necessarily be in any order. I had scribbled down a quick order. Nice. But um, How High would also be yeah, up there for me. Uh, that's it came a weed out movie. at the right time in, in like me growing up as well, I think. And uh, Yeah, it's just, it's still funny. Like, I can still watch it and, and crack up. So. That's I haven't seen good. it in a minute, but yeah. I would, I know that that's a big one. And it's such a shame that the second one didn't pan out the way it was supposed to with a continuation of Method Man and Red Man. And they instead went to... Was that Snoop and Wiz? Two younger... No, no, that would have been okay too, probably. Because they did a weed movie called Mac and Devin Go to High School, which was like a straight to Netflix situation. Yeah, but it was actually was watchable. Of. It was watchable. I watched it one stone day, and, you know, it's all right. It's cool. Okay. Um, it's better than a lot of movies that tried a lot harder to be weed movies and were not good. So, what I would about, say what how about high. Sco- you have Scooby-Doo on that list? No. But I guess there's an argument that Scooby-Doo or just Shaggy and Scooby are. There's a subcategory know. called trippy movies. That trippy I think, movies. But that's, that's, uh, that's for podcast uh friday uh, is not technically a weed movie but chris tucker's character is like Mm -hmm. smoking and selling weed all day in that movie so i think and i honestly that's one of the first movies that piqued my interest in cannabis was like to the point of uh, where i was like how do i get this stuff 
<laughs> and uh, I was like 10 or 11 when Friday came out. So uh, that was that was a good a good old curious time. I, f- I feel like for me, and this has got to be next on the list, if not number one, I feel like half baked. Oh, dude, I have I would have half baked up there, but not in my top five. I'd I'd say that might be in my top three. I haven't yeah. seen it in like ten years though. Yeah. But I just think it didn't quite uh date as well and I also oh, feel see? like some of the sometimes Jim Brewer is a little bit too slapsticky for me. I can totally so, agree with that actually. Yeah. His stand up is painful to watch. Right. Uh so No offense, Jim. I just think that as much as the genius of Neil Brennan and Dave Chappelle were both involved heavily, obviously, in that movie, I, it feels like it wasn't... It didn't deliver as fully as it could have. There were some great moments and some super memorable shit, and, you know, yeah. the way that they broke down all the different types of stoners, and uh, that Brans- was like a good the movie. Samson, Branson character. That was based <laughs> on a real New York hip-hop staple there was a dude called branson that people used to go to a specific address and buy their weed from there and they'd get it in this little triangular bag and it was the best shit that you could get in new york so that was the rapper weed of of back then of the mid 90s so that was that character that that uh that dave Chappelle was using and actually john is it john jeffries john no which who's the singer of the chromags no idea. He's also like a power vegan, and he's he does like uh, Iron Man's and stuff. John Joseph, John <laughs> Joseph. Yeah, he said that the bike messenger character is based on him, because he used to do that job. He used to do bike messenger weed in New York and put the weed in the water bottles. Yeah. See, dude, half baked is legendary. Yeah. Based on true it's story. It's definitely legendary. But for me, <laughs> it, I think there's been enough good weed movies that I wouldn't put it in my top five. My top five would probably have How High, Pineapple Express, Friday, Up in Smoke, the original Cheech and Chong, um, and maybe like Super Troopers. Super Troopers was so funny to me, like when that when that yeah, first came out. That's true. The, I laughed one of way the harder ultimate Super Stoner Troopers. movies for sure. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Big Lebowski. It's a classic, classic. movie, and also uh, he smokes know, cannabis freely throughout. He's smoking freely throughout the film, for sure. Uh, in the same vein as Dazed and Confused, you could have Dude Where's My Car, uh, Fast Times. You didn't mention Harold and Kumar go to White. No, and ah, that's not top ten for me. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, it's a little too too much of a pastiche of itself. Jim says that uh, Grandma's Boy is also classified as a weed movie. Yeah, uh, my girlfriend was telling me about Grandma's Boy. I haven't seen it, <sighs> so that's a must see. That yeah. is a great, great movie. So I couldn't I couldn't fairly judge that, but I did have that that did come up when I was looking to uh, Tenacious D. Pick a Destiny. Ooh, absolutely. It's pretty I damn mean, good. That's a super I watched that. movie. I, didn't, I hadn't watched that until I was taking a flight recently, and it was available on the plane. And for some reason, was one of the unedited movies. You know they always have like edited versions that's on planes? That's so funny. It was completely <laughs> unedited, which was great. Uh, that's a, dude, I've watched that movie so many times. Yeah. I've seen it like 80 times probably. Like that's all me and my buddy did in high school was nice. watch Pick of Destiny. That's great. Uh, also, uh, dude, where's my car? Yeah, 
Yeah, I said, dude, where's my car? Although, Jesus. That one is, is one of those that falls in the category more of stoner movie rather than weed movie, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that, that movie was insulting. Same as Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, yep. Sean William Scott and Ashlyn Kutcher both said shit about the script being fucked up for that movie. Like, it was supposed to be much more uh, adult, and then mm-hmm. it got watered down all the time to the point where it just got cheesy and corny. <laughs> That's and embarrassing. they weren't happy with it, but, you know, I guess the paycheck was good. And how, what's, what's the uh, over-under on Jay and Silent Bob? strikes back or are we talking like clerks 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 for me great stoner movie. two okay okay yeah clerks one clerks one stoner movie oh, clerks two forget, <laughs> it. forget it clerks has there ever been a sequel that's been made several years or decades after and ever been good no, i'm not just talking stoner movies here we movies like Ooh. when you leave making the second part of something for that long is it even worth making it uh episode one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've never seen a single star wars so oh my gosh hot take folks yeah that one always gets me that's Uh, a lot of strange looks (laughs) but you understand everybody knows that episode one is the best star wars movie in the universe yeah young anakin skywalker and jar jar binks square off to save the universe i think so i see i see i see (laughs) Yeah, no, I see. I know anytime men- somebody mentions Jar Jar Binks, I know it's a point of annoyance for Star Wars <laughs> fans because that was their, like, jump the shark moment, yeah. I think. But there's the whole sub-theory, this fan theory now that's come out that actually Jar Jar Binks is, like, ultra Jedi and is, like, the one orchestrating the entire thing through, like, small Jedi movements. It's an awful goofy-looking character to be the orchestrator of the whole damn thing. Well, you'd be surprised what YouTube, what YouTube knows. <laughs> what YouTube will tell you. Well, if you, you freeze it at forty-seven minutes and thirty-one seconds, it's literally like he trips here, but really he touched Padme, transferring the Force into her, where he was able to control her for the next forty-eight hours, and she then became pregnant by Anakin. <laughs> I'm just making this. Up. Wow, I don't even know what any of that means. It was beautiful, but it was actually Jar Jar Binks. All along. Jar Jar Binks fucked Anakin. That doesn't sound like it was released at the theaters. (laughs) Not the regular ones. Maybe Uh, that was the director's cut. The director's cut. It was on YouTube. YouTube or you porn? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Anyway, I was going to mention Grow House. Have you seen that? With Grow Duray House? Davis I have Lil not. Duval. I saw that on the list, but I have no <laughs> idea. I didn't know that was a legit it's one. It's funny. It's funny. It's a... Uh, Grow House. Recent-ish, I want to say. But that's a really good one. Yeah, I think it said 2017. Yeah, man, I couldn't put any of the Harold and Kumar ones on my list. I agree. Because they're all too, like... Embarrassing. Yeah. High School is pretty fucking dope. Oh, High School High? Did you ever see that? That was like a parody of Dangerous Minds. It was a stoner movie, though. Wait, movie. I am. this is not... I don't think I've seen High School. <laughs> Featuring Adrian Brody? I don't think I've seen that. Have you seen a weed movie starring Adrian Brody? No, 
I didn't think he would be in a weed movie. He seems way too clean cut for that kind of thing. I know. Adrian Shout out Adrian Brody. Brody for being in a weed movie. Makes you a little bit cooler than I thought you were. Yeah, dog. Oh, I, I got nothing but respect for Abro. As he's known to his close confidants. Yeah. He says, please call me Abro. So, yeah, like, Abro's like, yeah, pass me the weed. And I'm like, dude, Abro, chill out, dude. And he's like, please call me, call me Abro again. Call me Abro. Just call me Abro one more time. And then you left. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess given the state of poor weed movies, there, we should have a much larger list, I feel like. We should, but this is the state of things. And uh, I suppose it begs the question, can we expect any more really, really good ones, really great ones to be added to this list? That's the thing. Is it is it going to become normalized now to where it is just a plot device? Because what was the verdict on Gringo? Right? That had Charlize Theron in it. Oh, and that was like about dealing. I believe the border was involved somehow. Hmm. But that was like like specifically a weed trafficking movie. Whoa. But, yeah, there you go. You see, it's just like, it wasn't even a blip on the radar. Exactly. So does the normalization, is it more likely to make the portrayal of it less interesting or just more uh, bland, I suppose? I, I really think only think the authentic people will be able to make authentic weed movies, you know? I think that it can be done. There just has to be a cool story. And there's so many, like... I think that there's a cool, there's some really beautiful stories about people making it through prohibition and then like, like that See, those makes would be for great. a good like lifetime Jack Herrera's story or Yeah, some you can shit make like some dope ass fucking super weed man movie like based off of an activist or somebody who like just fucking went all mm-hmm. the way. Like Strain Hunters. Such a dope fucking yeah. Rest in peace, Franco. that's like super weed nerd stuff mm-hmm. that's like but that's beautiful but like, that crowd's probably gonna grow now yeah you know we're I probably know. gonna spawn more nerds with it being normalized more because there's biopics it could pick up Sherbinsky mm-hmm. you know and that could be fucking cool or Jack Herrera or Dennis, Dennis Perron. Perron yeah any any legendary figures in the movement or cultivation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I would love to see... But I mean cinematically, like, you know, uh, uh, what is essentially a fiction, but a very entertaining one that centers around, like, a key component of cannabis culture or features cannabis as, like, a prime element of the movie. What about a planet Earth cannabis? Like... With interval terpene <laughs> dispersion. 4D. <laughs> oh, that's the fourth dimension is terpenes? That's the fifth dimension. That's the fifth <laughs> Stay woke, bro. <laughs> that yeah. would be great. Four dimensions at the IMAX. That's how much of a weed nerd I am. That's. Well, it's like going to the planetarium. I fell asleep under the last display that I went to the planetarium mm-hmm. because I was a little too high. <laughs> but and it, the chairs were a little too comfy and it was all very soothing wow. so but uh, 
more weed movies like Pineapple Express, please. And more. Well, this is the thing. Like, I don't think that Harold and Kumar is that funny because probably Cal Penn and John Cho, as the two main characters, are not stoners and never were. So they don't have a, a genuine portrayal of a lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> thinking it was funny when it first came out, but then I wasn't really a big stoner at that point, I guess. Uh, I was only just starting to yeah, I remember to smoke weed. Like enjoying it because it was like all you got, you know, it's just like, just like the weed back weed. then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, weed just was like, just weed. Really. And just like the weed back then that you just were happy to have it. It's like, mm. Oh, a weed movie. I'm happy to have this. Sure. Exactly. You know, you have no choice. It talks to me. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the culture that I'm from. Exactly. But I think even then I was straight away. I was like, well, this isn't how high, this isn't as funny as how high it yeah. come out, you know, a few years before that. Exactly. Exactly. Amazing. Um, and I think with something like Pineapple Express, you have Seth Rogen, the writer, and the dude who's, like, most intimate about cannabis. Mm-hmm. And then James Franco playing the idiot, you know, the the literal I caricature. Mean, uh, it's a perfect dynamic. So good. Yeah. So good. Uh, yeah. Well. What would it, your ideal stoner movie look like right now? would it look like right now um i can't get my mind out of biopic that's why i'm asking you because for me it's all just like the story of og kush and who invented yeah, it yeah like a factual yeah breakdown. exactly um i literally if i'm watching like a fiction. fantasy story i suppose i'd want to see like somebody doing the behind the closed doors of what goes on with companies you know at the upper levels oh sick and like what <clears throat> kind of corruption was there previously is there still what sort of backstabbing and blackmailing goes on and heavy-handed cash operations and dangerous ass security transports you know and people raiding vaults and all the all the wild west shit that we heard about before legalization supposedly mm-hmm made things that much safer and getting raided every Although two some weeks crazy shit happening in the desert still it's wild west, literally the wild west out there and yeah the, the apparently they don't give a fuck did i tell you about the big sir holyweed shit no so my buddy calls me and tells me that he knows of a dude that's still growing legit Big Sur Holy Weed in Big Sur. Oh, it's a strain. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's apparently a legendary strain that, like, happened in the 70s and then disappeared. And people... It's now Big in Sir Sage. The Holy strain Sage. Weed. Big Sur Holy Weed. I, f- I forget the genetics of it, but it's a legendary strain. And apparently... It's a fucking danger to get up there. You know, you're on ATVs and you can get mm. people just fucking shoot you if you look at them wrong type of situation. Like old God school damn. murder. Uh, what is that? Murder Mountain. Yep. It sounds like that shit, but okay. in Big Sur. Yeah. In the mountains of Big Sur, which is fucking crazy. Huh. But I think that would be a pretty dope documentary. Like the road to find big sir holy weed mm-hmm. could be a dope documentary and then you learn the life of uh the people traveling along the way and the friends that they meet on the way but then they run into trouble on the mountain yeah or what about all the northern farmers currently supplying the 
like organic uh, outdoor companies like Lowell's and Henry's and people like that. What about all those small farms? You know, their stories and their yeah. day to days and their that's struggles. Probably, that's more like documentary type, you know, like yeah. I want that. Like it's got to be fucking Hollywood. That's the only way it'll make it. Yeah, well, that's you'd hope so. But if Gringo was essentially following the Hollywood mold and didn't really do much, you wonder whether was it just too soon for mm-hmm. like the new changeover? Did it not speak to the core culture enough? Uh, which is likely. I think it fell flat because it wasn't like it was too white, or, like too CBS primetime for mm-hmm. the culture. Yeah. But then for the people that watch CBS primetime, they're like, oh, no, I don't want to watch it a was, show called Gringo about yeah. weed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, like weeds was bold and it caught on. Mm. And I think Gringo was really just hoping to tap into that same market and like right. just totally alienated themselves and weeds was actually funny when it first came out you know first few seasons were pretty good it was beautiful kind of jumped the shark mm-hmm. stupidly yeah uh, around like season four i know uh trailer park boys phenomenal stoner oh, show shit. yeah i mean never really got into it fully but i would usually laugh when i would go around to the homies place and watch it yeah not a is and the way the characters play them out like there's stories about like they have a driveway full of hash like uh one of the main characters ricky is constantly growing weed like that's his that's the only way he makes money is growing weed in his at one point like in his car he's got like plants of weed in his car dudes it's pretty great and it's all it's all in that like handheld camera style yeah like pre-office post-office i don't know but Pre and then during and probably post because, like, are they still going? I think they just did another season or a movie or some shit. Like like I said, not a super Shout fan. Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. yeah. Ultimate repping the stoner culture. Well, yeah, stoner shows is probably a whole nother segment that we could do for another time because there's other shit like that. Workaholics and, you know, High Maintenance. It's a great show. And anyway, we'll get into that another time. But, uh,. Yeah, everybody, let us know what your favorite stoner movies are. Comment on the SoundCloud. Comment on the Instagram. Remember, it's soundcloud.com slash twoguysoneblunt. The number's two and one. On Instagram, it's at twoguysoneblunt. Uh, on iTunes and Spotify, just search twoguysoneblunt. Uh, all spelt correctly, and we should pop up. Remember to subscribe. Drop us some love, and let us know. Favorite stoner movies, what do you want to hear about next time? Give us a call. Give us a shout. Give us a tweet. A digital call. Just kidding. Don't give AKA, us a tweet. AKA a tweet. Yeah, tweet us. <laughs> tweet us at <laughs> two guys one blunt on Twitter. You. Barely using the Twitter, but fucking you know, dare you to tweet us. We get some engagement over there. We dare you to tweet us. We'll be out there, <laughs> hashtagging it up. Hell yeah! Until next time. We love you. Doctor. 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 Doctor.